You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. 12.01 here, 3RRR FM, as we just take a nice little sip of coffee and ease our way into the afternoon. You're listening to Eat It here on 3RRR FM in the mighty land of East Brunswick. Mm. That mmm, saying how good that coffee was. It was pretty good, wasn't it? He says... It wasn't bad. Uh, as this person who poured it, I probably should stop blowing my own trumpet. But it's pretty good coffee. Oh, and no. we have... I was about to say we have... We have chocolate. Yes. And we have an Easter egg. Uh, what is it? Milk Curvature Chocolate Organic Times. And a handshake. <laughs> anyway, no, we've got, uh, we've got chocolate. And you brought in uh, non-denominational chocolate. You didn't bring in Easter eggs. Well, what I brought, brought in... in chocolate. ...was non-fertility symbol. Right. Chocolate. You brought in, can we say it? Well, you brought in uh, Pocky, those little chocolate sticks, which I actually quite like. I love a Pocky. <laughs> uh, Pocky, of course, these are, I think they're, they're Japanese, aren't oh, they? I think they might be. I think they are. So those are those little sticks of bread dipped in chocolate, and this is about the only day of the year where you get to socially, acceptably eat them, and you know, because we're over the age of 10, so <laughs> we probably shouldn't be. We've reached the age of majority for chocolate eating. <laughs> So, yeah, we're, we're kind of cool. Hey, we should also say thanks to the scientists yet again. As they leave the building. And also the Gee, they get out of there fast today, didn't they? They're, they're in a rush to get to, to... I was about to say Christmas lunch. It's wrong. Yeah. Easter lunch, perhaps. And this brings us to the thing. So, a very, very um, happy Easter... Uh, whatever denomination you are, we get a day off and we go, ha <laughs> <laughs> In fact, we get more than one. We okay. get um, Friday and we get Monday. And I think um, I only realised this yesterday because we went just out to a, a lunch and uh, yesterday's a public holiday too. So if you were working in hospital yesterday, you should get paid more. Um, no. Um, <laughs> um, maybe that's an election issue. Okay, right. <laughs> Let's not, let's not go down that particular I'd actually garden, look, I'd, I'd look back at that. If you're a, uh, working in a pharmacy... Yes. ...or if you're working as a uh, a casual person, yeah. you, you might want to see that that's... Anyway, just yep. check your payslips, people. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. But mm. it's an interesting thing that we do here uh, at Easter, how this whole uh, story of uh, Christ's... Crucifixion, resurrection yes. has been subverted somewhat into uh, the eating of chocolate Easter eggs that have been delivered by a bunny. By a magic bunny. Hmm. Yes. Uh, it's interesting what it is. But look. I, we, I wonder though, is that subversion any more uh, drastic than the other pagan holidays that have been taken over by Subverted? Christ- yes. Yeah. So Christmas is no longer about what it used to be about. It's all about. Well, the Egyptians, the Egyptians celebrated the 25th of December, apparently. Mm. Anyway, yeah, we could get into that. But here's something to ponder. Go. All right? If we're going to talk about ritual and symbology of said did, ritual... Did you just invent a word? What? Symbology. Yeah, that's all right. Let's that's go with that. I'm cool with that. I reckon if you go symbology, is that a word, Siri? <laughs> Siri will say, yes, that's right, Matt. We've been arguing with Siri before the show, but do continue. Thank you very, very much. Christmas. Christmas mm. is a time... Where, I would say to you, where you draw the children mm. and the... F- I'm doing a hand thing yes. just so, just to yep. give you the theatre of the mind thing. Yep. I'm going to do it again. Drawing it close. Matt's doing it too. He's doing his crossed his arms. <laughs> no, I'm just folding my arm. You're just, no, I thought you were hugging your children close. Okay, let's do that. So you draw the, the children close and it's about the family and mm. it's drawing them towards 
the hearth, mm. the fireplace of, of, um, of what do we call that, of uh, security and comfort and family. Yes. Where you give presence within the house, mm. and it is. It's, it's about drawing everybody close. Mm. Although, um, oh. not that you'd have a fire in the hearth in Melbourne this Easter. Symbology, Matt. Symbology, symbology. Matt. Do you, do you work with me on this? <laughs> no, I was just going to touch on the... You're fact, right. I Wrong think, hemisphere, I know. Yeah. All but, right. Well, normally this time of year you might be thinking about lighting a fire, but um, what they think the, the warmest or the driest start to the year in on record in Melbourne, mm. and uh, obviously still uh, in what halfway past the middle of April... Uh, still getting the 30 degrees. So it's been... Um, We're close to going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I think is, is what you said before, yeah, wasn't it? Pretty much. If I can continue, though. Yeah. I mean, okay, please. Oh, thank you very much. So... Yes. We're at the hearth, right? Right. Fire's raging. Not that you need it in Melbourne, Not you need it, but let's but, move on. All right. So, but it's the, the, the symbolism of the whole thing. And, then, mm. and we're sort of talking as a... Uh, Anglo-Celtic nation, I suppose, the origins of mm. from, you know, we're following these things from the Northern Hemisphere. Yes. Correct? Yes. Tick. Whew. Easter is different mm. in the fact that if you think of the symbolism of the Easter egg hunt, mm. what are you doing? You're finding chocolate? You're keeping the kids amused for half an hour? No, you're sending the kids out into the world mm. to find their fortune. Mm. It's not drawing them close. No. It's sending them away. Yes. It's sending them out of the nest yes. to find the treasure that lies out from the hearth. Yes. And it's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. You've thought a lot about this. No, nah, I just read about it once. Okay. No, I just keep regurgitating it. It was actually, um, it, it was actually um, the way we are, Barbara Santich, who mm. I first read that quite a while ago. Yes. And I remember thinking, yeah. That makes some sense. Yeah, you're right. He's on or something. So um, I have to give. Um, uh, uh, what do I? I have to um, name my sources. Yes, there's a better word for so it. Pay your dues. You've got to cite your sources. Yes, you do. So anyway, think about that as you do that. The other thing that I think, and I also want to reiterate the fact of the uh, the doctors who had some very very good advice, mm. is that if you've got a dog, mm. and you're putting a whole bunch of chocolates oh, out in the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably a good idea to just keep track of them so that the Labrador doesn't find the yeah. the mother load of theobromine and OD on it. Because <laughs> Labradors aren't known for their self control. No, they go, wow, that's chocolate. I better not have that, or I could get really, really sick. Because uh, I remember what happened last year. Because I also have a very good memory. Yes. And I'm able to act on those sort of things. So, uh, yeah, you should probably watch out for that. Uh, it is 12:08 here on Easter Sunday. Yes, we do have chocolate here. Yes. Um, I've got some lint spheres. You've brought in the organic. Oh, there you oh, go. I've just murdered you've it. Just, you've just I've just dashed its it head on. in. Um, and we've got pockies too. Yeah. Um, and I also had, and I'm a little bit spewing about this. You left them at home. Because my dear partner gave me glorious, glorious, all our welcome hot cross buns. And what did I do? You left them at home. What an idiot. Like a duffer. What a duffer. But uh, not to worry, because on today's show, we yes. have on the road, um, believe it or not, at the Millinwa Cheese Factory, which kind of surprised me, yes. Ben Shuri yes. will be speaking to us soon. Uh, we want to talk to him about some lovely things that he did. Yes. And there's a bit of a theme here mm. with the show mm. uh, in the fact that Ben Shuri uh, did a really, really great reach out to the victims of the Christchurch massacre yes. in his bake sale. Mm -hmm. So we want to talk about that. 
we're going to find out about what he does for Easter. Yep. Uh, then we're going to have a chat to Shannon Martinez. Yes. She corrected us. Of Smith and Daughters. Yeah. Um, So we'll have a bit of a chat to her, and she's doing some work with uh, Sacred Heart Mission. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is, can you do a meal for four bucks? Ooh. I I reckon I could, off the top of my head, I could think of a couple of things. Not not two-minute noodles, Matt. No, I think four dollars is a challenge. I was thinking maybe maybe like pasta bake, but then you want to spend money on good parmesan. Probably wouldn't get that for four dollars. But you... Just think about how many... Yeah, you'd have to ration the parmesan. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, I reckon that's doable. But mm. anyway, Shannon Martin has um, uh, laid down the gauntlet, shall we say, uh, for Dining with Heart mm. Month, which is going to be taking place soon. Going to have a chat to her and then our old china plate. Our old mate, Duncan yes. Buchanan. Um, he's... Well, I don't know what he's doing. We're going to no. find out. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing Easter Sunday? <laughs> uh, which is a, a, a segment that Matt very, very much loves. No, actually, I did get a message from... Uh-huh. Um, what was the thing that Duncan Buchanan said he does that's kind of interesting? Um, he said, maybe we could talk about the great Buchanan family Easter rabbit cook-off. That sounds intriguing. It does. <laughs> the Easter rabbit cook-off. Yes. All right. Let's just hope that no bunnies are harmed. It doesn't sound good for the bunnies. doesn't sound good for the bunnies. Tune in, stay tuned, <laughs> and we'll find out about that. You are on 3RRR. Edith is the show, Cam Smith. My name Matt over there. Yes, hello. Uh, we're going to pay a little bit of mortgage, and then we're going to see if we can get on to Ben Shuri. Kellybrook Cider Festival. is. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to fill Kelly on next, next week, actually. And have you... You haven't experienced Kelly Brook Cider Festival? I haven't, no. Bloody hell, it's good. It's good? No, it is. It's like all these really... It, the thing that I love about Kelly Brook Cider Festival is the quality of people that attend it. Mm. And, of course, the giant old oak tree. And they're just these people getting happy. <laughs> I, thought, this, I thought you were about to say happy. Yeah, yeah. and this, this scrumpy that they, they have, which is sort of this living apple cider. Um, I remember taking some home with me. Um, and the thing is, it's in sort of like a, a milk carton, mm. but you have to keep burping it because it's alive. And if you oh. don't, it could explode everywhere. <laughs> have, you, have you burped the cider? Have today, you burped honey? the cider? No, I did. I was driving home and I had the thing, uh, the thing next to me in the passenger seat yeah. with a little seat belt on. Yeah, and then you just go and burp it. Uh, Twelve thirteen. As you can tell, we're, we are having a little bit of problems. Well, we're, we're padding. Let's be honest. Let's see if we can get through to uh, Ben. Yes, we're having. The world's most fun time with our little phone system here today. Yes, it is a little bit about that. Easter Sunday off. Mm. See what happens here. Something in the system. Uh, 12.13.5. And we hope, we pray. Mm. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. That's what you want to hear. Yes. Live radio, folks. I hope he doesn't swear when he he answers the phone. Oh, that, that wouldn't be good, would it? No. I hope he answers. I hope he answers. Don't worry about swearing. No, you can swear, Ben. That's okay. That's all right. Oh, well, this is a disappointing thing. But we have a, um, an ace up our sleeve in the we fact do. that Matt wanted to play some music for you because one of the things that is um, personifies mm-hmm. the pagan myth of Easter mm. is the harvest moon again. Oh, hello. That was easy, easy <laughs> fella. Yeah, come on, mate. Um, but it is. So the uh, It is all about the harvest festival yes. um, of the full moon 
And uh, did you see the moon come up? I, saw, I didn't see it come up. I saw it in the sky. I thought, wow, look at that. It's the full moon. It's a big one. Yeah. And it was a bloody ripper. It's, uh, it's nice when it comes up. Uh, but uh, here is um, a song that we, a few years ago, just said, mm. this is one of the greatest rock and roll songs ever. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. And it sort of starts a bit like this. You want to do the ring and 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 then the drums come in. Here they are. And bang your head. <laughs> On Easter! Yeah. Hey, Ben. Hello. Hey. You got um, TV and the radio and your record collection upstairs in the Fortress of Solitude of Attica? Mm, at home I do, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Still sounds good, doesn't it? Well, I think so. I can. I, I have a small collection of records in my fortress that I... I, I rotate them through my personal collection at home. And and fair enough it is. Now, there was a very, very interesting thing that happened in the uh, in the fact that you did uh, a rather incredibly subscribed bake sale, um, and as well as all these people with um, great intentions, and I want to get into that, but there was a little bit, from what I'm hearing, of it was sort of like um, if you're going to sell your house, that you get all the neighbours coming in to actually have a look inside and see what what it looks like yeah i mean it was um you know it was an amazing um phenomenon or something i don't really know how to describe it i've never uh done anything or seen anything like it in my whole life it's probably one of the best things i've ever been a part of and we um, should congratulate you and actually matt's passed me something over that in all the years that i've done radio uh, that i should actually properly introduce my guest so uh, that has been very remiss of me i'd like to welcome to the radio uh ben shuri uh, chef patron of uh, attica down in glen ira and uh, we are actually talking about the bake sale that you did which was a very very laudable endeavor because it was uh, in direct relation to the terrible thing that happened in Christchurch. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you know, may or may not know that I'm an expat Kiwi. I moved here in 2002. I was born and raised and spent most of my life in New Zealand. Yep. And um, and so, you know, when this happened, um, this tragedy in Christchurch, and it's just a unbelievably impossible thing to imagine for a New Zealander. Yes. And, um, you know, we grew up, with a certain amount of innocence and the country's pre- peaceful it welcomes people of all nations and all backgrounds um it doesn't go to war you know it, it is a relatively um calm place and um it's know, one it's of the just, most uh, progressive places in the southern hemisphere you'd have to say indeed it is and yeah. and um, made even more so by the exemplary and just in- inspiring leadership of the Prime Minister, it has to be said. No, she's just an exceptional person, there's Bloody no doubt hell. about it. Yeah. yeah. Pride of the nation, mate, you know? Like, yeah. Um, just talking to family and friends back home um, through this this terrible time, um, you know, everybody had the same opinion of, um, you know, how she's bringing everyone together, and the whole country just kind of wanted to come together and, and bond, and, was, you know, I'm sure if you've read the news, that you know, you've read the stories of now, members of the Mongol mob um, guarding um, Sikh temples and all kinds of different... Who are, um, the, who are the Mongol mob, Ben? Well, they're a, they're a very notorious criminal bike gang. 
Yep. Um, like uh, your Hell's Angels here, I suppose. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. there, yeah, there's two there's two gangs that are pretty bad back there. And, yeah, but they were like, they were. Um, that, you know, there were stories of, of those dudes who were heavy as. Um, Saying if if you, know, you want to mess with uh, with these people, you're going to have to get through us. That's right. If you want to do something to this religious line or that shrine, it's not going to happen on you know on our watch kind of thing. And mm. just um, just good some good stories, you know, um, out of a very very tragic and terrible time. And um, I think the the, the country is examining itself a little bit as well, and asking how how could this happen and what can we do to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, and I think the message that the prime minister um, had put out there was a very powerful one, especially in terms of saying. Um, you know, we need to include all peoples in our society, um, not just, um, you know, enlightened, more enlightened people, not more, just not, not just more woke people, but people who, who are also bigots, um, who are also, um, haters. They also need to be included in society. If you force them away, um, or you know, drive them underground. The, yeah, this is the sort of thing that happens. And, um, and so, um, I thought that for me that was like an, that was a, a, a lesson learned as well even, you know. But I, I just, you know, was just reeling from it. And as I spoke to different friends like Dave Verheel from Embler and um, Phil Wood from Point Leo State and Morgie from Bells and all of my Kiwi mates who, um, you know, were, were just feeling the same way and didn't really know how to deal with it and what can we do, what we can't even talk about it, you know, like it was such a shock. Mm-hmm. Um and I just wanted to bring together, you know, my Kiwi chef friends as well as my Aussie chef friends and some of them and and do something for the community, you know, that are, um, uh, just to raise money for the victims and the families of the shootings at Christchurch. And um, it was a pretty simple idea. Kylie, um, my partner and um, operations manager, Attica, and I organised it in about nine hours and did wow. a press release. The first press release ever to be sent out from Attica, I might add, which is pretty funny. Yes. Um, mm. um, and then um, we, you know, we, everyone, all of the chefs that were a part of it, um, cooks and chefs and butchers, all donated, um, you know, at least 250 items of their baked good. Um, everybody came on the morning. It was the coldest uh, morning on the coldest day in record. On March, <clears throat> for a March ever, and it was raining, and thousands and thousands of people came, and it was just absolutely overwhelming and humbling. It yeah. was overwhelming, and it gives us a great hope, I think, um, that out of such tragedy, goodness can prevail, I suppose. And what got me, I was actually, where was I? I think I was up in Jindavik um, doing something for Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. I missed it, but I did see. Um, a video that you posted and it was so extraordinary in the fact that it snaked down Glen Ira Road and around the corner. How long was that Was that line, Ben? Well, it took David Moyle, who made that video, three minutes and 20 seconds to walk quickly Yes, from the start of the line to the end of the line. It went right around uh, a city block and basically doubled back itself. It basically wrapped the entire block that Attica was on. And that was... He shot that at a time when we estimate we served about 600 people already. Whoa. Um, when we sold out at 11, we sold 3,700 um, baked goods, plus oh um, probably about, you know, 1,000 drinks, coffee and wine and um, and sodas. Um, um, so we probably had sold, you know, probably close to 5,000 items 
um, by in two hours by eleven, and we sold out. And there was still, um, you know, an estimated thousand people in the line. Um, so it was just unbelievable. And I, I looked at the line, and I was we sold out, and I was like, oh man, like what am we going to do? I was quite scared, you know. It's like, what? How am I going to say it to you know everyone? Are going to be angry? And no. so all we did is we walked down the line, Andrew McConnell, myself. Um, you know, um, Matt and Joe from Oak Ridge, and uh, we just shook everybody's hand and said thank you. And, um, you know, their reaction was just extraordinary. Like, just like, oh, not a hard word or, you know, uh, a moment of, like, disappointment in their eyes or everybody just said, hey, thanks for putting this on. We were just, you know, really pleased to be able to come support New Zealand and they all donated as well and... Um, it was just a, the feeling of goodwill, you know, like it was just um, an unbelievable thing to experience. And, um, well, it's yeah, great. I'm getting, em- getting emotional talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? so, so am I. And, I. and I guess what what is so wonderful out of something that is so horrific and negative and from just from hatred and misunderstanding that love and compassion, humanity can conquer that. A hundred percent. You know, I think, you know, just speaking personally too, you know, the last few years I've had my my faith knocked around a little bit. Yeah, um, in haven't we all? Ways. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, poor leadership in this country, but, yep. you know, um, a completely different subject. One we've touched on is, you know, becoming more woke to, um, you know, how Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have been treated in this country. And, yep. um, so, you know, you delve into that and you make more friendships and deeper relationships on with with indigenous people and and you work in that space with your ingredients you you know you're really challenged um and this helped restore my faith and people's kindness to a point you know um i just thought wow what an incredible um city to live and work in and be a part of and um you know you've got to be around people who can love um you know otherwise there's just no point no. And everything else is ultimately secondary to that, you know, and um yeah, it was uh it was yeah, it was very uh it was a very moving thing. Well, it was one of those great things that you brought some really, really great people around you, that you brought the best of uh of of this community out. And I don't know if in the history of Glen Iron Road that there have been that many people within that place in its whole history, Ben. No, I, don't, I think in its entire history there's never been, certainly in the, the sort of 15-odd years that I've been kicking around this no neighbourhood, there's never been yeah. even um, even a tenth of that amount of people. And um, Yeah, maybe they, even they, the, you know, the Russian guy with the delicatessen, you know, doing a, oh. a special on the, uh, you know, the herring. Yeah, it, it just, um, it was just, um, like, people said, oh, you know, we tried to come, but we couldn't even get, you know, past St Kilda East. It was that bad with traffic. It was completely <laughs> shut down. And uh, it was a the really neat other side benefits of it were, too. And talked about this a little bit, but one of the great things was, you know, we're, um, you know we should acknowledge that the community of Ripponley is the biggest Jewish community in Australia. And, yep. um, as you know, a high, high number of, Orthodox Jewish people living in it, and um, and the feedback that we got from the Jewish community was absolutely brilliant as well from people that wouldn't normally give us any feedback because you know we're not a kosher restaurant, um, yeah. So we don't get to interact with them on a daily basis the way that we would like, and uh, you know some of the messages. One in particular, an email um, you know, talked about the compassion 
that they felt as Jewish people and um, just feeling safe walking home from the synagogue and feeling loved, welcome. And it was, you know, maybe not something that they felt every time that they walked home from the synagogue. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty great result as well. Um, you know, obviously you, you want people to feel like safe and and secure and able to worship in any way that they want in your neighbourhood any day of the week. Um, and, then, and if they don't feel safe in that neighbourhood, then something's really wrong with our community. But for this day, at least, um, that was the message that, you know, that we got back, which was uh, something that I never even thought of. So what does happen with the funds that were raised for this event? So it was a, the exact amount. You remember the exact amount, Kylie? It was 51000 I think it was $51,556 um, that we raised. And um, we were lucky to earlier in the week get in touch with Victim Support New Zealand. And that's, um, that's a profit, um, like a charity organisation um, that really le- is leading um, the fundraising efforts in New Zealand. I think their, their GoFundMe page or give a little page, I should say, um, you know, last time I think it was over $9 million people have donated. Wow. Um, and they are Nine million. working, working, yeah, working directly to distribute this funds to the family. So um, we just made the bank transfer um, all of that money, every single cent that was taken, every cent um, was, just, was just given straight to victim support. And then they, in turn, are working... Um, with the, the victims' families and the survivors, um, and 100% of that 51 odd thousand dollars um, will go to that community. There'll be no uh, fees taken out um, on behalf of victim support, or none of their um, operation or costs are taken out. So, um, a transparent um, donation. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, um, I guess just again paraphrasing, it's really, really great that. Um Love, compassion, community can override bigotry, fear, and hatred, and uh, and maybe that's something to reflect on on this uh, religious holiday that we are on. Indeed, Ben, good to um, to chat with you. Just before we let you go, though, um, can I just say that on a scale of one to ten, uh, a big ten that I, the last place I expected to hear that you'd be, but then it kind of makes sense as the great foodie that you are, uh, that you are at the Millerwood Cheese Factory, is that right? I am. I'm here with about 500 other people. Um, it's completely, it's a madhouse. Um, yeah. yeah we're, we're here. I'm having a, a coffee and I just had a, a delicious chicken sandwich and there's a great little art gallery here called Off Centre that Kylie and I love to visit. Um, and we also enjoy the um, the Millerwood blue cheese as well. So we're going to get a oh, piece wow. of that and yeah. take that up to a friend's farm this afternoon. Well, you just have a wonderful day off. And, uh, and again, congratulations for being a conduit for bringing together a lot of positivity. Thanks, Cam. Thank you. Pleasure to chat, buddy. You too. Take care. See you, Ben. And a happy Bye. Easter. It was a bit moving, wasn't it? Yeah. Gosh, good on you. And uh, and well done to the people of this 
as you put it, uh, the most progressive town in this most progressive state. Well, we like to think so. I think sometimes we need to we need to live up to that. But uh, well, I think we did in yeah, this in this respect. You know, we we, we did anyway. Uh, Twelve thirty four. Uh, actually, we're going to have a chat to someone who was there. Yes, um, at uh, at the Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a, a different thing on yeah. on this Easter. Um, Gosh, interesting themes on this show yes. today. Yeah, uh, Shannon Martinez mm-hmm. uh, will be on shortly to talk about what she's doing as an ambassador for Dining with Heart with the Sacred Heart Mission. And uh, can you cook a meal for four bucks? Mm. We're going to ask her after this. And you're listening to Radio 3 Triple RFM. It's Easter Sunday. And the great news is that we have Shannon Martinez on the line, on the road, <laughs> heading off on a giant Happy Easter egg cup. <laughs> what are you doing, Shannon? Well, I'm about to put my makeup actually, and then we are heading to Castle Ranch for um, family day. Because, you know, that's what you do at Easter time. It's a crazy kind of thing. And it's, um, it's sort of same, same, but different. Christmas and Easter are sort of two sides of that coin in a way, aren't they? Yeah, Easter is just really long. Uh, say that again. We lost you a little bit. Re- Easter's what? Easter, Easter's just really long, though. Long. Uh, long. No, it's like so many consecutive days. I mean, for restaurants, it's an absolute pain in the ass. Can I tell you? <laughs> are you um? Are, are you doing just out of curiosity with the shop, Smith and Daughters, and the and the deli and all that sort of stuff? Do you close and and, and now with Anzac Day? It's sort of it's it's very much an extended break. Oh, God, yeah, and no, we stay open the whole time. I mean, from a restaurant point of view, this many public holidays makes ordering very tricky. Oh, wow, yeah, um, I bet. You know, like, um, orders finish on Tuesday, you don't really get another delivery until Tuesday. So if you open that whole time, you really have to uh, plan ahead for that one. So, yeah, well, it's whatever. It is that logistics, uh, that sort of thing. Hey, um... I've been noticing you on on Instagram, and you've been doing. Um, first of all, big kudos to you because you've become an ambassador for uh, the Sacred Heart Mission, and specifically with uh, the Dine with Heart campaign, which is something that's been very close to my heart for a few years now. But yeah. specifically here, the challenge, and you've created this challenge. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I thought I actually just saw that you and I will be at the gala together. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dust off the tuxedo, which oh, is uh, lovely. I'm gonna I'll see if I can free. see if I can fit into the bloody thing. But yeah, that's 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 so my challenge. Oh yeah, well, hey, I, I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the diamond It's really exciting for me. I feel like um such such an issue um. It surrounds, you know, education um, with nutrition. You know, just go hand in hand. And I really want to do um, start this thing called um, the the four dollar cook off, and it's basically bringing all my chef friends together, um, almost pulling them in. Actually, most of them don't even know that I'm about to do it to them. To be honest, yes. <laughs> and um, creating meals that cost four dollars or less per person, just to show that you know you don't need a lot of money to make really nutritious meals. It's just about learning. The tools that you need, the sort of food that you need to buy, um, little tricks like, you know, I mean, you go to the markets every week. You, at yep. the end of the day, the markets make giving away those bags from a, a buck each, you know, and still perfectly good food ends up being a food waste issue as well, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just educating people. So I'm making these little videos, um, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that's our thing now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, um, all right, and uh, very two quick asides, even though I know this line is ropey and I apologise to the listeners to this uh, for it, um, but I remember um, a year ago we did. you came and we saw each other at uh, Werribee Park and you showed me this vegan cheese that you'd made. Are you still doing that? It was like a blue cashew cheese or something. We haven't done it since then. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of work, and there's been a lot of stuff going on. So that was pretty special for that event. So you were lucky to get that one, actually. Yeah, well, uh, it takes two months to make that bad boy. It was. It seemed like a, a a lot of a lot of effort. All right, and let's just yeah. move on to the thing about Easter is um, bringing family close. Um, so what are you doing? You're going to Castlemaine and hanging out with... Uh... With the fans. There's, there's a few of us. So we don't get together often. So yes. I'm really hoping everyone is making the trip. I'm dad picked up my nan, and so we're going to go have a car, uh, car trip together. Yes. And that's really interesting. And then... Um, does does she bring her own playlist? Uh, yeah. Who knows what we're going to talk about? You know, but it's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're not a religious family, so uh, this is just an excuse for everyone to get together, really. Um, yeah, I think the only thing I can remember my family doing at Easter time was my nan used to make salmon patties on Friday. Oh, salmon I think patties. that was like uh, our pretend religious connection at some point, I think. But uh, yeah, Easter for us is just, just hanging out. So I think mum wants to do some uh, old family favourites tonight. We'll just all get in the kitchen, hang out, drink some wine, eat some food. Probably what everyone else is doing today, I reckon. Yeah, well, that's what it's all about. It's all about just bringing yeah. everybody together. Um, okay, right. Shannon Martinez of Smith & Daughters and Ambassador for uh, Sacred Heart Mission with Dining with Heart. Um, if you want to find out about the challenge, we go to the Instagram page, which is obviously... Uh, well, you've got the Sacred Heart Mission Instagram page, the Dining with Heart Instagram page, and then you mentioned Martinez. Yeah. Um, Say that again. Sorry, you just you just cut out. Matt's laughing at me, going, ha, ha, "She just cut out at the wrong time." What is your Insta- uh, your Instagram again? It is for, for just look up Shannon Martinez, and yeah. the links all in the bio. Uh, everything you need to know about how to get involved is all there. Uh, and then you know, I, I, I can't wait to see people posting their own order of meals. I just want to get everyone involved here and just make it really fun. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, no handbrake U-turns with Nan in the car, okay? I'll do my best. All righty. All right, a big hug from us here at 3 Chupac. Keep keep up the good work and have an awesome day off. I will. Thanks, Nan. Good talking to you, man. Clockwise. (laughs) And off she drives into the sunset. Off she drives into the sunset. To somewhere with better mobile reception. Yeah, look, uh, we're sorry about that, folks. Uh, It's just the vagaries of uh, mobile phone lines. Um, but um, I guess just a very, very quick reiteration mm. is that, um, yeah, Shannon's joined up with uh, Sacred Heart. I think it's a really, really great idea to do create your own $4 meals. $4 meals. What's, $4 what's not to love? Well, it's empowering. Yes. Um, it really is. And it's also good for you at home mm. uh, to be cooking fresh things and maybe not relying on some service to bring food to you. Oh, I see where you're going there, especially this time of year when everyone's feeling a bit lazy. Yeah. And you just go, rah, rah, rah. That's the noise yeah. you make when so, you use the delivery app. So what we're saying is <laughs> cut out the... Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're listening to three triple RFM. Maybe Ooh. I was about to say maybe some music for your Easter Sunday. Let's see what we can pick. I like music. Yes, me too. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. 
Yeah. What sort of drink you want? What sort of drink you want? Make it a double. Yeah. Somebody got some Somebody got some Let's drink. Cheers. 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 They really do. They really, really do. 12.49 here on 3 Triple RFM. It's Easter Sunday. And we've got Duncan Buchanan. Um, yes, on, do. On the line. And um, he is in the process of barbecuing bunnies. Is that what you're well, doing? You're not really doing that, are you? No, no, we're not. We, we are, though. You spoke when you guys did the um, the intro this morning. Yes. So, Troy, uh, you were talking about you know, the tradition that, you know, comes along with these things and how you, I don't know, make it your own? Was that kind of the thrust of what you were, what you were getting to when you opened up the show? Oh, uh, yeah, it was sort of, you know, uh, Christmas, you draw everybody in. Easter, yep. you sort of send them out into the world, find your fortune. Uh, other than yep. the Labrador, don't let the Labrador eat the chocolate. And, <laughs> um, and, and let's face it, you know, we are a bit of a secular nation and uh, it really is, let's just roll with it. So I guess the question to you down there on the peninsula is, mm-hmm. how do you roll with it? Well, yeah, and, and that was the point I was going to make. We sort of, we'd seen that, um, you know, Easter was getting that little bit, I don't know, it, not the focal point of family life that it has been, for our family anyway. So mm. we're trying to think of a, a way that we could bring everybody together as disrespectfully as possible and make <laughs> an excuse to have us hang out on Christmas Day. And we thought, let's cook rabbit. Oh, my God, you really... Yes, you did think that. Okay, yes. And... Yeah. So it's a, it's a, we we don't do every year because typically I'm you know. Do you have vegetarians in your group? Just out of curiosity. God, no. Oh, okay. No, all right. No. Well, no. all right. You you realise that there's some people that are just horrified at this very very um, this this practice, but we'll we'll go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole idea was to get the family together. Yeah. And everybody brings their best rabbit dish. Yes, and we have some other mates there who we sit down. We, you know, we give we give them the food, they eat it, and they judge, and we declare a winner. Yeah, and you said that there is a uh, there's a trophy for this, a perpetual trophy that goes on. So it's the boiled bunny award that comes from was that was that fatal attraction? Fatal yeah, attraction. it was. Thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah. keep your what is it? Keep your enemies close and your your friends close and your enemies so close. So it's a it's a picture. Oh, very good. Yes, okay, I got that. Friends closer. Huh? <laughs> Matt's going, nod of head going, yes, I got that. Of course I did. Yeah, yes. That, that, that guy's a dad for sure. And, that, and just, <laughs> by the way, that's the only reason I became a father, so I had somewhere for, to get all these terrible jokes out. Yes. But the, um, what does but, the yeah, trophy that, look that, like? I need to see, just give us, we'll, we'll move away from the dead bunnies, but what does yeah. the trophy look like? Uh, it's just a, your bog standard trophy. I don't think it has, it's just something my brother oh, James plastic, won it. Plastic, it's got year. handles, and is it a perpetual trophy? Does it get passed on by year to year? And Yes, it does. Yes, okay. it does. And, it, and it's the, the winner's um, duty to make sure that they have it have it well engraved with their Ooh. mark and their comment for the year. And again, look, it's it's a, it's just a great excuse to get together in the same way as we do at Christmas. Great, great excuse to get together and eat and drink. And it's just, it is a notoriously tough 
animal to cook. So you've kind of you've got to drag out your drag out your A game and make sure you get something good. And you know, there's some very creative ways of um you know putting said animal on the plate have come up. It's good. It, it is a tricky thing not to come onto the plate uh, dry and tough. It is true. Exactly. So and that's where you know with oh, we've done. Uh, rabbit, uh, rabbit pancetta and pistachio sausages have been on there. Um, you know, little rabbit meatballs. Yeah, those are, I think anything to, that introduces, introduces a bit more fat into it makes it fairly worthwhile. Rabbit pie, really good rabbit pie that I was absolutely gutted I didn't win with one year. Yes. It was a three-day cook, and I'm like, you rotten. But so and so. Exactly. My older brother, James, he, uh, he's, he seems to be the rabbit master. So that's the, um, that's the, he's, he's always the man to beat. So he's a black belt in rabbit cooking. <laughs> he's one of these obsessive people. He, you know, like he will research his meal six months out, you know, practice it a couple of times and then get it right on the day. But it's a, again, it's all about sitting there, eating, you know, having some nice food and some nice wine and just having a, a great afternoon together. And you know, it's a really, you know, it's a really good match with, um, can be a good match with a uh, rabbit there, Camp Siff? Don't say Riesling. You said Riesling. <laughs> <laughs> depending on the meal, depending yeah, on the yeah. dish that's come up. But it's um, yeah, it's a wonderful way to get it together. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. And um, actually, that that sort of brings us to the thing in that we are now. Well, we're in the bloody hottest April of all time uh, in this in this state. Um, yeah, nothing peculiar about this. No, wow. record breaking, record breaking, record breaking, and we're all doomed. But anyway, that's uh, that's another thing. Uh, but um, so all the um, the wines are in the bottles in the tanks, and um, can you just uh, quickly just tell us again what are the name of the labels that you um, are part of? I'm just making wine for myself these days, Cam Smith. My label Prosimo is um. Who was Prosimo again? I know I asked you this last time. I'm sorry I didn't remember. Prosimo was. It's a prosimo's not a person. It's just a word. It's, a, it's the Italian. It's the Italian word for next, or you know, oh, yeah. So, yeah so, and it's just I don't know. I like. I really when I was thinking about what to call my label, I was like, yeah, I kind of like the connotations of the word next because we never, we never finish anything. You always have always something else to do. So, you know, something the over the horizon. Thing. Exactly. Like you never knock it off. You, you never just sort of go. Okay, finish with that because by the time I'm say bottling, but yeah, you know, I've just bottled my I bottled my eighteens back in January. And I've only just released those, but while I'm doing that, I'm starting to work on the 19s, and there's still a couple of the you know 2017s left over. So there's all, just this massive interplay of things. There's just that next thing to do, and um, so I was I really like the connotations of the word next. But unfortunately, it's a really crap name for a wine name. <laughs> What's your wine called? Next? Nah, nah. Yeah, really I'm not going with that. No, so did, is that Italian or Latin? Prossimo. Italian. Italian. Yeah, I did what every unimaginative man in his mid-40s would do. I just Google translated next <laughs> and just saw what came up. And like, well, you know, Prosimo came up. So so all my stuff's been picked. It's all happily ticking away. Just a bit of Mornington Peninsula Pinot from Vineyards of Elise and uh, some Shiraz from Mountain Grampians. And it looks good. After mm. It was... It was tough going during the year. You would have heard me pissing and moaning about it again, about um, you know how the weather's a bit topsy turvy and hard to get our heads around. But well, it um, was uh, just to, to paraphrase or to, to bring it in. It was um, it was incredibly dry. And if you want a sort of you know misery loves company type thing, um, I've had the pleasure of being in East Gippsland uh, last few weekends, which was bloody lovely. bloody awesome. Um, yeah. But um, I think was it Tux Wine um, who make good wines? Um, they were saying their yields were down about a third. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, and, and that's um, when if you've got a third less stuff to sell, uh, and you're not putting up your prices, that's a bit of yeah. a, 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 a quite an equation to deal with, isn't it? Exactly. No, you're, you're exactly. It's a really good point you bring up, Cam, because you it, imagine you've got a vineyard that you're. We'll just we'll draw, draw figures out of the air. Yeah. You've, you've got a vineyard that you're thinking you're going to get say thirty tons of wine off, and yeah. that drops by a third, say, down to 20 tonnes. Mm. It's not like your your costs of running that no. vineyard are going to be 30% less because you've still got to get over that entire... It's not like just one third of the vineyard shuts down. You're going to lose a third of your crop across the entire vineyard. So you've still got to keep working that paddock as best you can to, to try and... Um, I don't know to protect the fruit that you've got there, and it's. I think did they say what they lost? Was it sun? Sunburn was an issue down there. Oh, sunburn was an issue. There was dryness, and if you want to do the trump card of all, yep. try a smoke taint. Oh man, okay. you know and that's again, and that's that's when you just throw up your hands. Like I remember uh, years and years ago, was it Dalzotto or Pizzini when there were those fires up around there? They just said yep. there will be no vintage this year. None. No. No, no, and it's just devastating. And here, to just give that context of what we make, it's not like we can just go and get another bunch of grapes from somewhere else. It's yeah. not like we make, I don't know, doors or light switches and you just you know, go and pump out a whole bunch more. Yeah, call, call, need... call up Guangzhou and say, fill up the container, baby. No, never going to happen. And no. Um, I got chatting with a guy called um, Andrew Gout. He's the chief the head brewer for Mornington Peninsula Breweries. And mm-hmm. an amazing guy, cracking guy. Um, and uh, he was just—he was just saying, "I don't know how you guys do it." He said, "If I want to make a new, because being a brewer, he can like—he uses very, very good material, but he can buy it. You know, he doesn't need to wait for it to grow." He goes, "You guys get one production run every year, and you're at the mercy of the, of the elements all year." He goes, "It is just a mug's game." I'm like, yeah, it is, but I don't know. We just—we do it because we love it, Cam. I mean, you know this. We've had this discussion a million times. Oh, many times, and it, Duncan. And it's the thing that you are a part of the elements around you and that's one of the things we admire about you and the wine making uh, thing in general who's been awarded the uh, the great uh, the bunny cup this year has it uh, gone uh, out well, that, that's the sad thing because of um the, how sort of far far spread my family is we weren't able to get it together this year but we will next year and oh. I'll, I'll let you know i'll send you photos good good yeah, and uh, to all the vegetarians that were just thinking that uh, bunnies <laughs> just bring chocolate uh, easter eggs to people uh, i'm sorry that those dreams have been squashed but uh, it is always a delight to speak to you duncan and uh, likewise cam I, I didn't say happy easter to you and to the very wonderful matt Stebbin and all the listeners yeah. you guys all rock and i hope the uh the easter money brought you i don't know lots of chocolate before you ate him we've got <laughs> chocolate sticks We've got pockies, so it's all good. Um, All right, mate. Well, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much, Duncan. Cheers, kids. No worries. Have a good one. Bye, mate. Uh, Neil's all uh, ready. Powered up. Happy Easter, buddy. Yep. Uh, And still here is on after this. Hey, just before we go to, I was just going to do a quick spot of housekeeping to remind everyone. Housekeeping? What do we we miss? Just to remind everyone about Triple R's April Amnesty. Oh, April Amnesty. Yes. Yes. Coming to the end of April, but the Amnesty's still on. So if you're not a subscriber and you're feeling a bit guilty, uh, why don't you just do something about that? And there are prizes you can win. Yeah, mm. and be part of this community too. Because there's been a lot. There's been a theme for the show. I there think there has been, hasn't there, in terms of uh, looking after your community and learning how to cook cheaply, and then drinking some booze. And love can overcome bigotry, fear, and hate. Mm. You've been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, Three Triple R, one hundred two point seven in Melbourne. 
For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.